0: challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man podcast with your host, New York Times best-selling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Thanks for joining me. Great to have you here on The Great Man Podcast. Let's dive in. We've been asking a lot of you recently, what would you like to hear? What would you like to hear me talk about? What's of concern to you when it comes to the challenge and the call of great manhood? And a lot of the podcasts I'm doing these days are responding to these requests. And so a lot of you have been asking, how can i have greater influence how can i i am bought in i love it i want to be a nobleman i want to be a good man i've got a band of brothers how can i extend this influence how can i help others and so I want to talk about that a little bit today. So grateful for those of you guys who have begun to realize what real manhood is. You want to be a good man. You want to serve women and children. You 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 want to turn the tide from toxic masculinity and begin to change manhood in our generation. Thrilled for you. Love you. Glad you're here. And thank you for the privilege of of hearing me out. But I'll tell you that that part of what goes on for a lot of us, uh, especially, by the way, since there's a Christian lean, a church lean uh, to a lot of the folks listening to this podcast, and I'm thrilled. I'm a, I'm a ch- member of a church too. In fact, I often joke I'm a member of two churches, one in D.C. and one in Nashville. So I'm definitely going to heaven. But what I'm, what I'm saying is uh, there's a particular problem that we deal with, and that is that for many of us... Other than maybe books and podcasts and maybe some websites and so on, we, we get great manhood encouraged in our life. We get noble manhood encouraged in our life by going to a central meeting. So thank God, a lot of you are members of churches, or you're involved in your temple, or you know you're involved in your various organizations, religious, and spiritual organizations. And for many of you, there's a manhood component to that. Uh, I've spoken to Catholic groups, spoken to Protestant groups, Jewish groups, visited extensively with Muslims on this whole situation in in, in the Middle East. Uh, all, all of us could sit in a room and agree on some of the core issues uh, about noble manhood, and and then go out and make a difference together. So this is this is what I love doing, and this is. This is what the how how hot the cause is in our generation, but for many of you, the way that manhood is encouraged in your life, again, other than you know the things you may listen to on your iPhones or read, is that you go to a meeting, you go to a, to a men's fellowship at your church, or you go to some kind of organization like that, and and so what you're what you're beginning to feel is I'm part of this, it's good, I like it, I encourage it, it's helping me, but how can I be of more influence? And so I want to introduce you to a word that comes from ancient Greek. You guys know I'm a languages guy. I like languages. I like draining the meaning out of words. And there's a word that's used in ancient Greek. It's also used in the New Testament, by the way, but we won't break out any scripture connected to this. And and you actually already use it when you use certain English words. It's the Greek word oikos, O-I-K-O-S. And the way it's often used in English translations of ancient Greek texts is household. Um, some people use it as extended family. Um, But it's, it's, it's more than that. It definitely means house or household. And that's why you use that word or version of that word when you say economics. When you say economics, you're using an English transliteration of a Greek word, oikonomos. It means the laws of the household. Economics is nothing more than household rules for finance and money, oikonomos. Uh, house rules, house laws. And so that's, that's what economic, that's where the word comes from. So the word oikos, again, often translated extended family, often translated household, it means something more than that. Um, it means um, if, if you were the head of a household in the ancient world, let's say the first century, you know, when when the, since I mentioned the New Testament, let's say the first century uh, in the Roman Empire, when if the word oikos was used, it wasn't just those you were in your house you were biologically um, related to. It was also your idiot brother-in-law. <laughs> I mean that humorously. Love all my brothers-in-law. Um, I, it was also those who worked for you. It was also those who came over for dinner. It was the extended family. It was the family of the big porch. It was uh, people who worked for you, people who were related to you by blood and not, uh, people who were your friends, people who were in, this, it, this might be the way to say it, in your immediate sphere of influence. In your immediate sphere of influence. Now, you could have a sphere of influence that's pretty huge. Like, I don't, a lot of you listening to this podcast, I'm influencing you, but I don't know you. We haven't met. So, you wouldn't be in my oikos. I'm not trying to distance you. I'm just saying, you know, oikos is about those you've actually had a meal with. Oikos is about those who are actually in your living room from time to time. Oikos is about those within your reach. And that's how I'd like for you to think about it. The word oikos really means those you can get your arms around. I don't mean in a hug, although that's awesome, but those you can reach, those you can get your arms around. When you put your arms around your immediate gang, when you put your arms around your immediate house in the most extended sense, who are those people? They're my buddies. They're my uh, people. I'm married into. People I'm related to by blood who want to be part of my life. Um, they're my kids. My wife, obviously. they are our friends, our buddies who come over and eat. Get you know if they can open the refrigerator without having to ask, then they're in the tribe. You, you follow what I mean? They're in that broader household. They're in the oikos. They're in those I can put my arms around. Those I've that within reach. Those I've I've put my hands on, so to speak. Okay. So it's not just those who live in your house, biologically connected. It's that broader sphere of influence that's sort of house-centric, home-centric, family-centric. And it can be as extended as somebody who works for you, who's just uh, you know gotten caught up in the the sticky uh, of your family. The love, the fellowship, the hang, okay? Now, the reason I'm saying this is that many of you will attend big meetings. Many of you will go to conferences and seminars on manhood, and I want you to. But you don't have influence, you aren't exercising influence in that immediate oikos, in that immediate ha- household, in that immediate extended family, in the big porchness of your life. Okay? So, what I want you to consider doing as we're heading into the fall now, I'm recording this here in the last couple of weeks of August 2019. And you're heading into the fall, there'll be lots of family events, lots of happenings, football games, picnics. I'm sure you're going to be watching with me every single Notre Dame game. So there's going to be food, there's going to be invitations, folks going to be coming over people are going to be hanging out. It's a great time for you to start thinking about who's in my oikos. Now, I don't want you to make an exact list and keep some people out and bring some people in, but I do want you to be aware of your immediate sphere of influence, your neighbors, your friends, the guys shooting hoops in the back by the garage, uh, the guys who might come over for the game, Who, who would come over for a game party? Who can you have influence with? Who is in your world? What men are within your reach? Who, what men can you put your arms around? So to speak, metaphorically speaking, and how are you influencing them? Now I've talked before about the art of the direct connection that men connect best when you don't sit them in a circle and say, how are you feeling, Joe? But you give them something else to do from repairing a house to coming over for a game party to coming over to grill something up and talk smack on the back porch, whatever. Okay. A lot of guys these days. Uh, You know, it's about whiskey and the cigar hang. Great. Whatever works for you, I'm fine with. There's nothing immoral about cigars or whiskey. Just don't get drunk. But hang that way. Talk out. That's how some men do it. Fine. Light up a pipe. Fine with me. Uh, That's up to you. But figure out some basis for connecting with these men who are within your reach, who are in your extended household, and start having influence for noble and righteous manhood. It can be as simple as handing them a book. Uh, it's not self-serving. Hand them somebody else's book. I don't care. But buying a guy a book, handing him a book, telling him to read it, and then talk to you about it over a burger, a great way to start. Or ask him for help in something in your life. You know that I've talked about this before. Or ask him, what, what are the most important manhood lessons or manhood experiences he's had in his life? Or how does he define what do you, what do you What do you think manhood is? Man, I'm wrestling with this. Help me out a little bit. Will give me some counsel. What do you think? Just start conversations like that while you're painting a wall or shooting hoops or recovering from a run or, or throwing some, some sacrificed animals on the grill or whatever it is that you do, tuning up the guitars, bringing out the drums, it doesn't matter, you know, getting the, getting the cycles ready to go, whatever it is, start talking to the guys within your reach about this and pull them in. I'm not saying you got to start an organization. You don't even have to have a meeting in your house, but start exerting influence. And if it leads to a bunch of guys sitting around eating burgers and talking smack and and talking about what noble manhood is, maybe occasionally reading a book or watching a video series and helping each other out, then that's, that's a step towards building your band of brothers. But all I'm saying is exercise influence amongst those that you have reach to, those you have connection with. It's stunning to me how many times I'm talking to a guy who's on fire about being a good and noble man, but he hadn't even talked to his son, he hadn't even talked to his brother-in-law, he hadn't even talked to his brother, he hadn't even talked to the neighbor who basically lives in his kitchen, eating his food all the time, he hasn't talked to the people he hangs with, spends six hours on a golf course every you know Saturday or Sunday, and has never brought this up with these guys. I'm not trying to turn you into an evangelist for Stephen Mansfield books. What I am trying to do is... Is get you to connect with other men. We're living in an age of masculine crisis and every man, if you're, as long as you're not trying to recruit him or get money from him, is likely to be thrilled with somebody who wants to talk about something meaningful. Most of us are having such mind numbingly boring conversations almost all the stinking time that we'd be thrilled to talk with somebody about somebody something serious. And so masculinity, manhood, how you're raising your son, what your father teach you, what didn't he teach you? Who are the men who shaped your life? This is stuff men love to talk about and do it while eating something or lighting something up that won't hurt you or whatever. Fill in a glass with some brown water, whatever it is that you want to do. But get engaged, get engaged, take stock of your oikos, decide what strategy you're going to use it can be as simple as handing a man a book. Engage him, have some conversation, put something together where guys connect, and start pulling together the men in your Oikos. If every man listening to this podcast and every man who's ever read one of my books, which is, thank God, um, a, 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 a significant number to some extent, I'm talking about the books I've written for men, um, would just influence the men within his reach, we'd be reaching millions of guys. And so it wouldn't require a program or a mailing list or a website. And we wouldn't be trying to get money or anything else from anybody. We'd just be trying to encourage men to be good and righteous men and do it in connection with other men. I want to challenge you. Reach your oikos. Activate your oikos. Cook up a burger. Buy a book. Start a conversation. Something all of us can do. And by the way, if you're younger, if you're in high school, you're in college, you're in the military, a lot of you guys who listen to this are in those those groups Man, it's just built in. You can't, you can't brush your teeth without stumbling over a guy. And so engage these conversations. Let me know how I can help. I've been doing a lot of uh, sort of online appearances recently, guys getting their band of brothers together. We FaceTime for a little while. I answer some questions. Happy to help as I, as I have time. But what I'm saying is you got to take the first step and be of impact in the world, in the realm that God has given you so that you can begin to help men be the good and noble, great men they're called to be. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group Production.